The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And this is Jim Stacy back with you today for another show to help inspire people to involve themselves in healing, uh, bringing healing to other people. The name of the show today is The Greatest Human Gift, Helping Others Heal. First of all, let me remind you where to find me if you'd like to get a message to me. And and again, thank you to all of you who have sent me messages. Some of you told me some really personal stories, and I just really appreciate that. So any questions or comments or even arguments, that's fine. Send them to me at my website, www.thedivineiswithinus.com, or you can reach me on Facebook, The Divine Is Within Us, or on Gmail, thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. I have with me today some guests that I am just absolutely delighted to share with you a story that you will not forget. An amazing story that a young couple uh, who has five children uh, has been involved with one of the most amazing healing adventures that I've ever heard of. Healing is about healing ourselves and it's about healing others. But when it's not just a matter of overcoming tragedy in our lives, but to turn that tragedy into an experience that brings healing to others is an absolute amazing story. And today, my guests are Julie and Seth Palmer. They live in Michigan, not too far from Ann Arbor. Most people know where that is. And they have had a tragedy in their own family, and they've turned that into an adventure that we're going to be talking about today. So, Julie Palmer and Seth Palmer, it's really glad to have you on the show. Thank you very much. We're very happy to be here, Jim. Very excited, Jim. Great. Well, I've been aware of you folks for a while and some of the things that you have been doing. And you have a vision underway to put together something that's called Camp Firebug. Start telling me, tell the audience, you're speaking to people around the world now, so let them know what Camp Firebug is all about. Well, Camp Firebug is our dream becoming a reality. And everyone can certainly relate to the concept of summer camp and what that invokes in terms of a destination. Some children have had the opportunity to splash in the water and climb trees and put on skits and sing songs and roast marshmallows around a campfire. 
Campfire Bug, though, is something extra special because Campfire Bug is a place for children with physical disabilities to have an incredible summer camp experience, but also get in touch with their true purpose for their life in this world and to to really understand that they're absolutely perfect the way they are. And they have something very, very special to teach the rest of us. So even with their physical disabilities and their struggles they, that they're focusing on, you want them to know that they're perfect just like they are. Absolutely. That's awesome. Awesome. Tell me more. Well, Camp Firebug um, came out of an inspiration that our son Elijah has given the world. Um, he is our third son, um, our fourth child, and um, he was born with central core disease. Um, so watching him develop and watching him with his challenges, um, we saw the grace that he would handle every day, and it became a true gift to us and to the people around him. And Camp Firebug was an extension of that experience of us seeing the grace in which he handles every day. Well, did, how did you first notice that Elijah had uh, a problem? Well, it was actually fairly early on. Um, there were a few clues after he was initially born that we didn't really understand until a few years later. But it, it really came to light when he didn't walk on time. And a friend of ours noticed it and said, you really should get this checked out. We didn't really think much of it until we talked to the doctor, and she really wanted us to wait a little bit. Of course, I think, you know, proceeding with caution, but then when we walked back in there and said, no, we really need to talk to you about what's going on with our son, she sent us to a specialist. Within 10 minutes, that specialist said, there's really something going on with your son. She titled it congenital myopathy, which is a very fancy umbrella term for something a child is born with that affects their muscles. That was the beginning of a nearly year-long process to actually finally understand what his diagnosis was. And I can tell you it was a very dark time. Um, the moment that a mother and father realize something is wrong with my child, it it really shatters every dream that you started knitting together the moment you found out you're pregnant. And we had to go through a process to grieve the loss of those initial dreams and the expectations we had already created for our son's life. Part of the uh, fear of that time also was the unknowing because um, we didn't have a lot to go on. We didn't have a distinct diagnosis of exactly what we were dealing with. And doing some amateur sleuthing, found out there are a lot of scary, really scary things out there. And that's that darkness that um, Julie was talking about. Um, because not knowing exactly what we're in store for, it was really difficult. Um, and getting to a place where that we just felt love and acceptance and understanding that, you know, this is our journey. This is his journey. He chose to come here and be exactly who he is right now. That's an amazing story because so many parents have children with no problems at all, and so they can't relate to having a child that has some serious disabilities. 
I've seen parents with you know totally healthy kids, and it's almost like they don't appreciate maybe all that they have. It's easy to say that looking on, but when I've seen parents with kids with obviously very difficult and huge problems, and every time I see one of those walk by, I say, wow, thank you for what you're doing to help that child heal. So tell me about a little bit about the therapy that he began to go through to begin the healing. Well, after we got a distinct diagnosis um, of what we were dealing with, you know, that came almost as a blessing. But what was nice about that is we had already come to a place of pure love and acceptance before the diagnosis, you know, no matter what it was going to be. Um, but after we found out what we were dealing with, um, some of the first and most effective therapy he had was horse therapy. And um, we would take him, I think, once a week. And um, they really concentrated on his core muscles. Um, Horseback he, riding therapy, you mean? Yeah, he was on a horse, and these horses are specifically trained to help kids with physical or emotional um, challenges. The horses instinctively know how to be with this rider. And Elijah, you know, being three years old, four years old, he was able to get on that horse and ride it front ways and back ways. And they would have a series of um, tasks that he would do on the back of the horse as they were riding. And he really took to it as um, trick riding. I can ride this horse backwards and stand up and... Um, and the whole time, you know, the horse is just steadily walking and, and he is using muscles in a way that, you know, you don't normally do every single day. You know, holding it was a on. training for his muscles in a way that you couldn't get by just walking, but the horse was part of the healing. Absolutely. Yes, definitely, wow. definitely. Eli also wore special braces on his feet mm-hmm. to ensure that they were growing in the right position to properly support his body. He also had physical therapy. There is an incredible team within most public school districts that is available to children like Eli. Team Eli. And they make sure that they craft a, a therapy program specifically for their needs. So they, they took him in right before he turned three, and they worked with him for years um, throughout elementary school, actually. And, and through the combination of all these, but especially the horse therapy, Eli really was able to make some some progress in key areas, which allowed him to function better just in daily life. So you're planning, I'm assuming, to have horseback riding therapy as part of Camp Firebug? Absolutely. We can't imagine Camp Firebug without horses. And we really look forward to a time when all these pieces will come together because we're still in the building process. But there will not be a fully expressive Camp Firebug Without horses. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, that is an amazing story. I had never heard of horseback riding therapy anyway like that before. So I understand that, that today Eli plays soccer and, all, and it wants anything he wants to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've coached his team in the last few years, and, you know, there's a little bit of nepotism, but you know when the team is supporting this player in such a way that he is a leader out there and that's all him has nothing to do with his father being the coach he knows the game he's out there directing his other players next to him and um, i'm telling you he's a killer in the uh, the keeper position 
not afraid of anybody. Anybody coming in with the ball, he's going to be challenging them. Mm-hmm. He may not be the fastest to the ball, but he is so intelligent that he knows exactly where that ball is going to be, and he's going to take the shortest route to that place. So oh. it shows what I call Eli's Blessing, and that's actually the name of our nonprofit, Elijah's Blessing, mm. because we came to recognize his diagnosis and who he is truly as a blessing, because, sure, he's he's got a physical disease, but he's been blessed with high intelligence and the sweetest disposition that any child could possibly have. And so when you look at this amazing child all together, you can only say thank you. Thank you for this child. Wow. That is, that's an amazing story. So the Palmer family had four or three other children before him, you said? That's correct. And they're all healthy and fine. Yes. And now you have a fifth one, I understand. Yes, we have a four-year-old adopted daughter who came to us as a foster baby at birth. Wow. So not only are you involved in all this healing process for other kids that have similar and even other physical disabilities beyond what Eli experienced, but you also became foster parents? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people will look at us as the one giving the gift, but it's the other way around. You know, Eli's the one who gives the gift to us, and Lucy's the same thing. You know, she's the one giving the gift to us and to everybody else. Um, so, yeah, she was meant to be with us. There's no doubt about it. She's our daughter, always has been, yeah. So we have Campfire Bug, and then you said Elijah's Blessing. Somewhere in the process of all of this, you decided to do something about this, not just be glad that your son healed, not just be glad that you didn't have it any worse than you had, but you wanted to do something else for other kids and parents. What did you, you start doing? Well, um, at the church we were going to, uh, there was a woman, she had battled addiction um, for most of her adult life and currently still did. And she said to us one day, looking at Eli, and he was just you know, taught then, just doing his normal thing. And she said, I look at him and the way, you know, he will fall and get right back up. And he doesn't, it doesn't slow him down. He just goes on. And, you know, she understood pain, you know, because Eli has to deal with pain. But he never complains. He never did complain. And she said, he is my inspiration. When I don't think I can do it anymore, I think of Eli. And he has helped me through this addiction. And that just blew us away. It gets my eyes teary now just thinking about it. And that was when kind of a light bulb went off that, you know, he is perfect exactly who he is. He came here with the condition he has to inspire people and to show love and to help with healing. And there he was, not even trying, but healing this woman. So, and so that's why it's a blessing. It's his blessing. And that's that's where it kind of came out of. You know, we were going to do something now. So before we talk about the nonprofit that you put together and what that might have involved, I want to ask you both something else. You just didn't happen to be the kind of people that do this kind of an amazing adventure. Where did the core value come from how, where did you get it from? Who taught you that? Or how did, I mean, what the question even, how to even ask it, but I think you know. Where did it come from? How did, how did you and the two of you together, how did that happen? 
I can speak for both of us and tell you that while we were growing up in our families with our biological parents and, and siblings, both of our parents over the years invited others to come and stay, those in need. And so we we were the ones blessed to have our parents model this type of loving service to others. And I know that is the foundation for both of us and something we both share and brought into our marriage. So it was it was just part of who we already were to think about how we can be in service to others. And I, that is truly how it became a core values of our, uh, value of ours. We brought it to our marriage from our childhood. Yeah. Um, it, the bottom line is the answer to that is love. It's the answer to all questions. And when you start from a place of love, it's just a natural extension to live in service and to, to want to help and to want to heal um, anybody you encounter. Wow, an amazing story indeed. I think if I'm seeing the clock right, it's about time for a break. So let's take that break, and to the audience out there, this story will continue in just two or three minutes. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. And we're back with Julie and Seth Palmer, one of the most amazing families I think you'll ever hear about. One of their children born with, as you've been hearing, the central core disease, a muscle disease that would be tragedy. In fact, it would, it would be tragedy for anyone. But they decided, the Palmers decided, to turn that into a gift for others. And they saw the gift in it for themselves, as you've been hearing. So, Julie and Seth, I want to ask you this. As you identified this core value inside yourself, and you decided to put together a nonprofit. What does that? What did that look like from the very beginning? Well, you, you know, we weren't really thinking about what we were going to do or not do. 
And uh, we were driving one day, and we came across this farmhouse. It was a beautiful property, beautiful land. And the idea then came, what about a place? What about a place that we could teach what we're learning from Eli to other children like Eli, who are here doing the same work that Eli is doing, inspiring and living the life that will cause the ripples of love to flow out. And we were very excited. We went home and sat down and Camp Firebug was born. And we sat there and we brainstormed idea after idea. And it really was the beginning, the vision of what we see Camp Firebug to be. And the next step was, okay, how do we make this happen? How do we make this camp? And Elijah's Blessing, the nonprofit, was born out of that. And the next year and a half, we spent building the nonprofit, trying to figure out how does one do this. What amazed me throughout the entire process, number one, we didn't know what we didn't know. We just knew what we were supposed to do. And yeah. that was, yeah. Yes. But at exactly the right time, all along the way, we received the right information or the right person came into our lives that allowed the next step to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was this beautiful process of unfolding and also a community of support emerged at the same time. And that was affirmation that, you know what, we are doing what we're supposed to be doing. And as a new person came along, we would say, yes, they would they would hear a story. They would want to be a part of it. And the excitement from that was just a beautiful thing. And so we would begin to call them. Yeah, yes, you're part of the spark. These are the sparks of Camp Firebug. And so as we met another person who could help us along the journey and they wanted to be a part of it, um, they became the spark. So what was it like to put together a nonprofit? Uh, you, you had to, that's not easy to do. I know that. So what was the first like huge uh, barrier or huge challenge that faced you? Well, we had to get our solicitor's license because we had people wanting to donate and wanting to help us. And so even before we became a nonprofit, that was one of the first things that we did so that we could receive donations. And so we went through the process here in Michigan of getting our state solicitor's license. And then we started because we had no idea. We, again, we didn't know what we didn't know what was next. And so the process of creating the 501c3 became the next step. Right. And that was a very long journey. And again, we were blessed with friends who we've known and loved for years who became mentors to us. Um, A gentleman named Mike Ball, who has his own charity called Lost Voices, a beautiful ministry for incarcerated youth. For healing. Yes. And again, somebody helping those who've gone through some sort of trauma or tragedy, helping them heal. So it's another flavor of what we know we're here to do. He sat down for hours with us and said, you're going to need to do this. You're going to need to do that. Hey, call my buddy Stu because you're going to need to know about insurance. And it was just the most beautiful gift. He, he imparted his knowledge and his advice and his wisdom. And there were others at the same time. And so... We were able to 
understand, okay, next up and next up. And Seth spent a lot of time putting together all of the paperwork that goes into asking for your 501c3 and working with the IRS. And it's a very long process. But again, he spent the time to make sure it was right. And so we got it more quickly as a result. Wow. Well, now I have another question, though. You were both working at the time. And it takes a lot of time to put that together. How did you do that with both of you working? Well, I was um, teaching, and we got to the point, if we teaching. were going uh, elementary. Okay. Yeah, and we got to the point, we knew that if we were going to do this, and we are going to have to really devote our time to this. And so um, we took a year off my teaching. Um, I made a request, and after a year of being home, uh, made the decision that I would stay at home, work with the nonprofit, and be with um, our new Lucy, who's just came to us. So decided that uh, we would be a one-income family. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean your commitment to do this was so strong that you gave up a job, you gave up salary, and you know, but you had four or three or four other kids. What did they say and do? Did they, they, did they all rebel or they jump on board? Well, we call it a leap of faith that we drug our children into. But we were blessed because they all understood at some level that this was absolutely what we needed to do, not just as Seth and Julie, but also as a family. And they learned to live more simply. Yeah. They've always had what they needed. I have been blessed with a very solid job. And I w- I've been able to continue to work while Seth has done the amazing work and the really the day in and day out work of the regulatory requirements, filling out forms, submitting paperwork, working with our supporters, um, writing grant proposals, grant requests, you know, things like that. So, um, we found a balance, and it works for our family. And I don't regret for a second the the lesson of living more simply and teaching children in this day and age how to live on what you need, not on what you want. And today all the kids are on board, I take it. Absolutely they are. And our oldest has even been involved in some of our volunteer opportunities and has worked very hard to also help raise money. Wow. So eventually the day came when the government said, okay? Yeah, we uh, received, that was a great day. We received our 501c3 status, and um, that really set the ball rolling. Now that we could um, receive donations, we could receive um, the grant proposals, Mm -hmm. and it would be tax-exempt for the person giving it. So now we could actually go to foundations that require the 501c3. Um, And, yeah, so that was uh, a big, big launching point for the progress of Camp Firebug and Elijah's Blessing. And you've received some donations and things are getting underway. Tell me where that's all at. Sure. We'd like to especially recognize a local restaurant whose ownership really embraced our vision and... Not only do they provide the best barbecue in town, but they 
really gave us our seed money. They were absolutely generous, and several of their employees have been volunteers over the last several years at various events of ours. And that was our very initial seed money. But then we have been working over the last few years in a couple of other areas. Um, Number one is taking a team of volunteers to a, a big music festival near Peoria, Illinois, and raising money over the course of Memorial Weekend. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, we're coming up again on time for another break, so a lot more questions to ask you, but we'll be right back after another two or three minutes. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus was not a Christian. Available right now on Amazon.com. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. And we're back with you again with Julian Seth Palmer from the grand state of Michigan, wherever that is. <laughs> uh, I've heard of Michigan. But anyway, uh, we're talking to them today about this just amazing family project that they have been going through. As you've heard, after three very healthy children were born, then another fourth one came along with some difficulty, but some very special gifts as well. He wasn't anyone less than, in any way than any other, other kid. He had a difficulty and a problem, and they focused on this. They capitalized on it. They decided to turn that issue of the muscular disease into a healing venture for kids everywhere. And that's where we are. So you've got the 501c3. You've uh, received some donations. And Camp Firebug is where at in its development? Well, um, we have a long-term and short-term goals, and our long-term goal is to find a permanent home, to find the land, to develop, to find the benefactors, the donors, to create and build this camp that we vision. Um, that's long-term. Short-term goal is we need to learn how to run a camp. <laughs> so we needed to find someone who could partner with us to help us along on this journey. And once again, 
as Julie pointed out, you know, finding that spark, um, the right person came along at the right time. And um, we got in contact with some camps around the state. Uh, there are several of them um, looking for a place that we could partner. And uh, the one that we ended up with is a camp called Camp Indian Trails in Grand Rapids. Um, the director there was more than helpful, has been very helpful about creating our first camp. And um, the short-term goal is to have our campers there and have Camp Firebug work along with the Indian Trails camp as we learn what we're going to do. And in the meantime, while we're doing that, we're going to continue to look for the permanent place and continue to find that funding that we can secure and develop the land as we have Camp Firebug at Indian Trails of Grand Rapids. Um, our initial time frame uh, was going to be this summer, but there were some delays. But uh, we're not hindered by that. We're not discouraged by that. We know that things happen at the right, perfect, divine time. And we know that we will be shooting again for next summer at Camp Indian Trails as we continue this journey forward. So eventually you're looking for your own real estate. Yes. yes. Your own horse farm, your own camp, your own whatever it is. And most everything would take place right there on that site, or you'd still have a camp somewhere else, or is that all up in the air? Ideally, it will be a single location. Uh, someplace in southeast Michigan, we know that there is a need right there, and that's that's our home area. And there are a great many resources there when you look at opportunities to pull in specialists and volunteers and generous organizations, etc., um, it, it's very rich landscape as well. So you can find wide open spaces for field games. You can find trees to build these awesome tree houses in that we dream about. You know, kids who can't climb a tree at Camp Firebug, we're going to help them climb trees. And maybe they'll sleep in tree houses that we've built in the trees. Yes. We're dreaming really big. <laughs> and yes, there has to be room for horses because we know that's part of our dream as well. So we we are trusting that we we were put here for this reason and at the right and perfect time our generous benefactors will come along the people who will recognize that spark and and feel the need to help kids heal as well and they can join us on this journey so so we're looking for the land we're looking for the funds it takes a lot of money to send even one child through one week of camp when you think about kids with special needs and and physical challenges we have to have the right trained medical staff we have to have appropriately trained and vetted volunteers so there is a whole lot that goes into building a camp so so again recognizing that people have come into our lives at exactly the right time we've been very blessed to to meet people who know somebody else and can say well when you want to design a special program called something like music therapy or experiential therapy art therapy we'll introduce introduce you to the right person here if you want to talk about insurance here's the right person if you want to talk about really good fundraising so again that's why we know we're doing the right thing because these people would not be showing up in our lives at the right time like they have been. And so right now, as we look for additional campers, we want to serve as many kids as possible because they deserve the same healing. They really do. And, and in addition to campers, we're always looking for funds because it takes a lot of money to do what we're doing. Um, we, eventually when we have our own space 
there are going to be a lot of goods and services that, that we'll need. So when you think about a craft table, what does that involve? When you think about a commercial kitchen, what does that involve? Transportation. Right. So um, the, the great thing is we have a, a website up. It's www.campfirebug.com. People can reach us through there, through the, the Contact Us link. They can read about Eli. They can read about our journey. They can read about our dream for camp. And that's where we're going to communicate with folks in terms of very specific needs at the right and perfect time. So let me say that again, www.campfirebug.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I know that this story is touching your hearts. So I would ask you to look deep inside and ask yourself the question, is there some way that you can be involved with bringing healing to hundreds and hundreds of kids? So tell me this, how many horses are you going to need someday? <laughs> wow, we'll start with one or two. But, but you know, I, I see Camp Firebug as a place for horses to find healing as well. And wouldn't it be a beautiful partnership to preserve horses that may otherwise not have a really great future after they've lived a long life serving other needs? Let's bring them to Camp Firebug where they can feel the healing touch of a child and that innocent light and then at the same time, they're strong enough to bear the weight of, of younger children. And so that's the pairing we'll make. You know, so I see a constant community evolving, truly community. We want to be wonderful members of our community, where we find our land and where we plant our seeds. We, we see an organic garden, having these children help in, their, in the garden, and then not only will we eat what we grow at Camp Firebug, but we hope to grow enough that we can share through a CSA, maybe, through others in the community. So we see this, this beautiful ebb and flow of being able to give back to the community in many ways while we're doing what we are really core focused on, which is providing the summer camp experience for children. Wow. You've been off one very big project. I can't salute you enough. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't remember hearing uh, another couple that has put this much effort and time and research and commitment behind it to making something like this happen. This is an amazing story. So something else that you said earlier is really uh, intrigues me. When you said that Eli found deeper purpose in his own life through being the one that, out of all of his experience, here comes this amazing healing adventure. And you said also that you want to talk to the kids about their own purpose in life. How do you talk to kids with disabilities who naturally feel less than other kids and know that they have a struggle uh, how do, how do you begin talking to them about purpose in life? I can use our own experience with Eli. I used to fear the day when Eli says, Mommy, why me? I didn't know what I was going to say early on, and I was so scared of that moment happening. But again, because everything happens at exactly the right time, we had already started dreaming and building Camp Firebug when he finally asked. And so I had the answer. I was already gifted with the answer. And I could say, Eli, look at what you've already done at your young age. 
you have already inspired the, the woman that Seth talked about earlier and other people have come forward. Had you not had central cord disease, you would not be in a position to help others heal. And so that's what we're going to do together. We're going to help others heal. So all we can say is thank you. Thank you. The, the beautiful thing is, is a lot of these kids come with this. They, they know who they are. They know that they are love. And when you are around them, you can't help but feel the joy that these kids bring. And so really it's about talking to these kids, but really, again, looking at them and they're going to lead the way. Mm-hmm. I think you touched on something extremely important when you said finding purpose, at least this is what I heard, finding purpose in and through pain and suffering. I've already talked to my audience several times, and I will have a show later in a few weeks to come about discovering the gifts uh, in pain and suffering. And, you know, it, it's true. I look at my own life, and I've shared some of this with my, my very first show. I would not be where I am today without many, many years of struggle with a pain and suffering, abuse, and all the things that happened to me, there's no way I could do a show beyond religion, your life is waiting, unless I had experienced that. And so beyond the pain and suffering, beyond the physical uh, setbacks, it's seeing in the very pain and suffering itself what's being offered. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And if I could share a quote by... And a really incredible writer and human rights advocate. Sure. His name is David A. Love, and you can find him on Twitter at David A. Love. He says, when people are faced with overwhelming trauma in their lives, some become consumed by their difficulties while others emerge stronger for it. In special circumstances, they may find their destiny and seek to heal the world and make all of us stronger. Hmm. That really sums it up about knowing that in the pain and the darkness... That right there is the seed for something far greater and, and beautiful. It almost makes you want to say, gee, give me some pain and suffering so I can find a great adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that, but almost. <laughs> so this, this is an amazing story just because of that. We find purpose through the difficulties. Yes. And it makes... Me wonder sometimes. I feel so bad for some people who have life so everything you know beautifully. Everything's plenty of money, plenty of this, plenty of that, and no real struggles. I wonder what they're learning. Mm. And the Palmer family is an example. Right now, it's time for another break. We'll be right back for our last segment. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. 
Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian. Available right now on Amazon.com. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So, finding the gifts and pain and suffering, helping kids heal. So, each of the kids that are going to be coming to Camp Firebug, what I'm hearing you say, they're going to have a chance to learn about that too. Yes, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I think about when we are challenged um, is that each experience that we are faced with really is for our highest good. And it may not be what we wanted. It may not be what we had planned. But if you take comfort, if you know that even this, even this thing that I'm experiencing right now is for my betterment, for my higher good, then you can take comfort in that and know that this is meant to be. This is what's supposed to happen. And then it doesn't look like uh, the pain and suffering. It's the same experience with with the knowledge that I am going to be better and stronger. Um, And I think these kids exemplify that. They know who they are. And bringing them together in a place where they're with each other is a huge part of that, too. Mm. Being able to be with one another and experience this type of atmosphere and sharing their own stories and the things that they've experienced with one another. I mean, that's the camp experience by itself. But add to what they bring to the table, and it's really remarkable. Sharing a common journey. Yeah. I I call it community, and there's nothing like community for each of us developing our highest good. Right. Our most beautiful self, our most beautiful gifts to the world. So, you see that happening in Camp Firebrook, obviously. It's the point. That's the that reason. That is exactly the reason. The reason. The reason. It. Yeah, yes. and then, then they will go back to their lives better than they were when they came and yeah. be able to touch even more people and be the inspiration they already are on a higher level. Right. So, tell me, I'll get two or three questions. We just have a few minutes left, but what's the greatest struggle you faced in all of this? The first one were the darkest days I went through as a mother, trying to come to terms with what was going on with my baby. Um, But emerging from that, I think it's just the nitty-gritty about organizing volunteers and doing the heavy lifting to birth this whole thing called Camp Firebug. It's, It's hard work, but I wouldn't change a thing. I'm loving every moment and every struggle, truly. Things were happening so quickly at the beginning. You know, another person heard the story. They wanted help. They wanted to do this. And it was a little overwhelming because I wasn't ready. Um, and now it seems like things are going a little slower than I'd like, you know, with the delays from this summer to next. Um, and so the, the ebb and flow of when things happen, when they don't happen, I'm still getting used to. So I guess if I had to pick something, that, that might be my biggest struggle. The timing of it all. Yeah, yeah. One thing I've learned, if I can just share it briefly, is that – I face, you know, we all do face that same thing. Yeah. Why doesn't this happen quicker? 
<laughs> and uh, as I've learned and kept walking in my own path, just the expression of gratitude right. every day. Thank you to the divine within. Everyone on this show knows about the divine within. Mm. Thank you for the gift and having to wait a little longer. Is there anything inside of me that I need to look at, to set aside, to clear the way for that to come? There's nothing like gratitude, uh, and I'll be doing a, a whole show on that before too long. Walking in gratitude and enjoying the serendipity of seeing something happen. Mm-hmm. So, what was the greatest gift so far in all of this for both of you? Knowing that we got to the point where we were in gratitude, saying thank you for this disease. Thank you for the the darkness. Because without it, we would not be able to do any of this. So, that is absolutely the greatest gift, is, is is the gratitude and knowing wow, I, I can help others now because I've lived through it. Yeah, the greatest gift is the same thing. It's the journey. You know, it's knowing that people want to be a part of this, that people hear Eli and are inspired to the point, what can we do? And that, to me, is a beautiful thing. And, and you know, the lessons that the rest of the children, everybody in our family um, have experienced, you know, just from this whole process. That's the greatest gift, seeing our other children bloom. Wow. So right now, if you could say, we need this person and this person and this one, tell me who those people are that you need to help you take the next step. Well, first and foremost is funding. You know, Julie talked about that. You know, funding is is paramount. So any types of grants or benefactors that are out there that I don't know about would be welcome. Um, second is helping to find the the land. You know, perhaps there's someone out there who um, knows of the perfect place in Southeast Michigan that we don't know about. Um, so those, I think, are the very first two. And then once those things happen, then the development begins. You know, what's our camp going to look like? You know, with the tree houses, with the bunk houses, with um, trails and all the things that are going to be there, the horses, you know, that's when that work begins. So first is the funding, second is the land, and then the development. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is quite an adventure. Yes. Each day is unfolding a bit more. Indeed. On your journey. Yeah. Let me say again to all of you who are listening how you can get a hold of Julia and Seth Palmer. Go to www.campfirebug.com. Go there. You can leave messages. Is that correct? Yes. We have a contact us section, and we're also on Facebook. You can find Camp Firebug on Facebook. Okay. Camp Firebug on Facebook. And Firebug is one word? Yes. Absolutely. Like us and share us. (laughs) Okay. Like and share. Like and share. Okay. So as people come to you, you said that one, that's one of the greatest gifts of people step up and say, if you need help here, I'll help. If you need help there, I'll help. What is that looking like right now today? Is- well, we have a, a lot of volunteers who want to do the leg work uh, when we do our fundraising. Um, and right now it's, it's local events. And um, 
we also have uh, people who want to be part of the camp and be counselors as well, you know, so we have that going for us already. Right. We're very active in our that space of our short-term goals and accomplishments. Um, while we know and say thank you already for those who will come to us to build that longer dream and make that come true. I even understand that uh, you had someone volunteer to help you uh, know how to select the right horses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had uh, a couple people suggest uh, there are a couple of different organizations that specialize exactly what we want to do. And, uh, yeah, so we've had that as well. Absolutely. Again, at exactly the right time, the right people show yes. up. And organic gardening, I heard. Mm-hmm. And, wow. So what is the most exciting thing you think could happen in the next month or two? A very significant donation that allows us to really make progress on building Camp Firebug the way we see it in our hearts. I'll second that. Yeah, that would be perfect. Well, I cheer you on to all my audience again, wherever you are listening around the planet today. Know that there are people that give their lives to bring healing to others. Julie and Seth Palmer, near Ann Arbor, Michigan, are such a family, and they are working hard to bring healing to kids that need the healing and to know the purpose in their own life. Julian Seth Palmer, thank you for being with us today. Thank, thank you, you so very much. Great. Well, I appreciate you being here. Uh, we got to go for now, so I'll see you all next time. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion. Your life is waiting next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.